Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. everybody this is phil town and this is danielle town welcome to the invested podcast we're back here at the beginning of the year and excited to talk <laughs> about resolutions like getting yourself set up for making the best of 2023 for yourself it's funny to hear you say that you're excited to talk about resolutions because you were not excited last time but now i've gotten <laughs> you I've were gotten like excited because of they are terrible Yes, because I'm like telling you all of my excitement. Every time I tell you about Gretchen Rubin, you get super interested and then you forget. So and don't forget. I, don't tell, she's don't tell Gretchen I forget. I'll, <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get to her book. It, I have Talk about stacks of books in the publishing industry. I feel like my desk looks like that. I bet. Stacks. I know. Don't, aren't all of ours. Well, well not ours. Yeah. Stuff just to read. What? Yeah, things I want to read. I mean, I, yeah, exactly. I do read quite a lot, actually. When I got I sick, when I got COVID more than two years ago, and I was um, over like the worst part of the very beginning of it, meaning like I was about two months in, and I kind of thought like, oh, I'll get better soon, like a normal illness. And so even though I couldn't read books because my brain was not uh, up to it, I just thought like, oh, I'll like use the time to make a great reading list. And I started just like buying books on Kindle because I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll read that one first. And then, and then I'll be all set and I'll read that one next. And so I bought probably like 10 or 15 books on Kindle. Still haven't read them, <laughs> but they're there. Once I can read again, they're there. I, I have found Audible to be this incredible resource for for you know quote reading yeah it is i get audible downloads and then if i'm traveling you know just driving someplace for an hour Mm -hmm. on goes a book right Mm -hmm. and it's like the the best the the driving time just goes away if you're listening to a really good book and i'll also go to sleep with it these days i wonder if that's i hope it doesn't wreck my sleep any because i go out pretty quick like 10 minutes or something there's a sleep timer on audible Oh yeah, I use it for sure. Yeah. Otherwise, you start chapter one and, and wake up in the right. morning and you're at chapter thirty-two, <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't hear any of it. But like that, I've, I have you read Audible. Why We Sleep? Did you listen to me going insane over that book? Yeah, I remember the Why We Sleep stuff. Did you not, read it? No. No, that's not a really. great one. Ironically, to go to sleep to because the guy who reads it is so soothing and talks like this soporific and Mm. Nuno and I listened to that one because I read it and then I was freaking out so much over it that uh I insisted that he read it so then we we started listening to it before we went to sleep and it put Nuno to sleep within like five minutes but we got through the book eventually (laughs) and it was completely worth it (laughs) 
Why We Sleep, another great book. This is like book recommendations by Danielle somehow this month. <laughs> I think um, we should go back to the the recommendation of Gretchen Rubin. Okay, so tell us. I do too, because what I want to get to is our view on resolutions or well, goals had, or whatever, you, you because the, I think it's so important to investing practice. How does yeah, one too. treat this endeavor in a way that's actually going to be effective, not for somebody you know, or your friend, or your spouse, or your anybody, just for you. And what I loved about Gretchen Rubin's paradigm of what she calls the four tendencies is that it acknowledges how different we are around these concepts of goals and desires and promises and whatever other synonym anybody wants to find. So. Those are not synonyms. I <laughs> disagree with that. And yet, to some people, maybe they and are. Some people, I guess they are. Um, a promise is the synonym for a goal, which is a synonym for an expectation. It's which is not. A synonym I for, know. I don't Everybody care knows if I make it's it or not. not. But okay. when it comes to something like a New Year's resolution, which is yet another word, um, we treat them, some people treat them very, very seriously, and other people don't and we just have really different well, attitudes Gretchen, I think Gretchen has a book that describes this and did we did you give us the name correctly last time you were guessing yeah I did so it is better than before and then better than before was such a successful book and everybody wanted to know so much more about the four tendencies that then she wrote an entire book about the four tendencies which is called the four tendencies so I recommend both of them and better than before, I think I think reading both of them is important because um, what The Four Tendencies does is basically like let you look up your tendency and learn a lot more about it, whereas better than before is more of a description of what's going on. So yeah, so The Four Tendencies, as I said last time, and I think if you didn't listen to the last episode, maybe go back and listen because I don't want to repeat everything. But basically there's four overlapping groups based on how we respond to expectations. And that's the way Gretchen describes it as expectations. Um, so whether somebody on the outside expects something of you and how you respond to that, and then whether you expect something of yourself and how you respond to that. So there's, and I have the words she uses now, the names of them. Um, upholders respond well to both outer and inner expectations mm -hmm. by the way if you're an upholder like congratulations because that just sounds like life is a breeze and gretchen says that she's an upholder and she describes a few challenges <laughs> but let's just say life is a little easier i think if you're an upholder okay if you're a co congratulations like i'm only a little bit bitter about it um, if you are somebody who responds well to inner expectations, but resists outer expectations, I'm looking at her book now, you are called a questioner. And so if it's somebody who trusts their own mind in a very strong way, but not others. So if you um, have made a decision you then trust that you have been through all the options, you've weighed everything really well, and you're going to go with that decision and there isn't much more 
to deal with. But if somebody else says something to you or expects something of you, then basically you start asking a lot of questions until you, in your own mind, have decided to either agree or disagree. Um, So those people tend to be earmarked by that they like to ask questions, which Mm -hmm. I think is pretty funny. Um, Then on the opposite side of that spectrum is somebody called an obliger. And this is somebody who um, meets outer expectations, but resists inner expectations. So a less nice way might be called a people pleaser, although that's a slightly different thing in psychology. But basically, if somebody else on the outside is expecting something of you, you're going to do your best to meet that. Um, But on the inside, if you expect something of yourself, that doesn't really mean all that much. So these are the people who I would say have trouble with New Year's resolutions because they're just mostly on the inside. And often the advice, and I think Gretchen gives this advice in her book around obligers, is like set up outer expectations for yourself of something that you want to do. So like same example I said last time, have a running buddy or set up a personal trainer who is going to meet you at a certain time so that you have this outer uh, expectation out there that you don't want to disappoint. And then the last section, I know. And then the last, I know it's like, it's like all you want is to know more about every kind, because here's the amazing thing is we all think about ourselves and which one of them we are, which is absolutely square one of this whole thing. But Mm -hmm. once I start thinking like, okay, I kind of have a sense of what I am. Then I start thinking about like, well, who's my husband? what's he like and how do I get him to like be set up in a way where he is most supported so that his view towards expectations uh is helped is this is really huge what's the fourth one the fourth one right is the The worst one in my view the rebel who responds neither to outer nor inner expectations and generally just rebels against all expectations. So I, and again, if you go to my, if you join my online course, which is called Mostly Invested, I did um, a whole interview with Gretchen on there, an exclusive, amazing interview. Like she was so amazing to do that for me. And we talked a lot about my uh, categorization because I struggle. I feel like I'm a rebel because I respond very badly generally to most expectations. But I think I also have a little bit of an obliger because I do care a lot about oh, making sure that I don't disappoint other people. Oh. What? So it's, oh, I was hoping it would be all nice and neat. It should be all nice and neat. It should be all nice and neat. And here's the fascinating part. So I read better than before, (laughs) thinking to myself, I wish it was all nice and neat. This is torture. I don't understand which one I am. I feel like I'm a rebel, but like with a little bit of obliger. And I was like, I just must be like some kind of hybrid uh, Frankenstein or not Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster. I know that Frankenstein is the doctor. Um, And so then she wrote the four tendencies and I opened it up 
And in the rebel section, or maybe it's in the obliger section, there's a part for people who are part obliger and part rebel because she had so many people saying to her, I feel like I'm both and I can't figure it out. So she says that there are people who behave, they're like underlying rebels, but they behave like obligers where they're responding to outer expectations, responding to outer expectations, responding to outer expectations. But it's so exhausting that there comes a point where they can no longer respond to any of these outer expectations. And they basically throw everything up in the air and say, I quit and abandon all pretense to try to meet anybody's expectations. So this is like the classic, like you go into work one day and you're just like, I can't take it anymore and I quit and feel massive relief because you no longer have those outer expectations. Whereas an obliger, true obliger would just keep at it and actually like be, I think, fairly uh, supported by having those outer expectations. So I think that's me. I think I kind of at some point regularly like kind of throw my hands up and go like, I can't take it anymore. And well, what is what is the kind of the person that, that people who write books about how they threw up their hands and said, I can't take it anymore. Well, how, how did, how is this going to help us here? So I mean, us being all of us who, have difficulty following through on goals or meeting our expectations, our inner expectations. I presume a goal typically is going to be an inner expectation. And that would be right. Unless somebody else is setting goals for you, which, okay, fine. But yeah. let's assume for right now, let's just start with inner for a second that you want to become, you want to, you are, you're making a promise to yourself to become financially independent. You're making a promise to yourself to learn to create generational wealth so your children have more opportunities in their life than you did in a world that's rapidly becoming more difficult than it was before. So how, how does this, how, it feels like this helps us. It helps somehow, me. But I haven't this studied it. So I started how, talking about it. It helps me to simply be aware that one <laughs> inner and outer expectations are a thing like until she wrote about that I had never thought about any kind of separation between those things and I think being able to define what's happening in your life and whose expectations there are helps you then decide what to do so for me, like, for example, when I, if I think back to when I first started talking about investing with you, um, I was just trying to make a better life for myself. And I couldn't think of any other way to do that. And so... I was, in a lot of ways, throwing up my hands against the outer expectations and saying, like, my inner expectation is that I need to come up with a better way to live because this way isn't working for me. 
And because of that, then you said something like, okay, you need to like study the spreadsheets or study the financials or whatever. And I was like, that's not going to (laughs) work. Like that's an outer expectation. I didn't think about it exactly like that, but looking back, like that was an outer expectation. And I was able to say like to myself, that's not one that's going to work for me. I need to focus on my inner ex like my inner expectation of finding my own way into this what she says about rebels how on earth does somebody who doesn't respond to expectations ever do anything and what she says about rebels is from talking to a lot of them that the way they do things is to think about identity who are who who am i am i somebody who exercises every day Am I the kind of person who exercises every day? Am I the kind of person who doesn't eat sugar? Am I the kind of person who is an investor? Am I, like, is that the person I want to be? And think this is why I think I'm a rebel at heart, because thinking back to that time, the kind of person I wanted to be was not what I was at the time and definitely was this is like a really weird thing to say so I don't even know if it makes sense it was like you but different like that was the person I wanted to be I wanted to be like you but different (laughs) and just by following that I don't know somehow things started to evolve so for somebody who is a different kind of tendency um i think thinking like is it outer pressures is it inner pressures what motivates me in a way that will help me to actually follow through in a life-sustaining healthy supportive way not in a I'm dragging myself to this thing three times a week and I hate it. But in a way where like you really are going to fall in love. And there's very different ways to approach that. Uh, to a, That being, to be more precise, investing practice. There's very different ways to approach investing practice. Um, and well, I let's, can't, let's talk about, I can't let's talk emphasize about what that enough. Means. I'd like, like to kind of get a little more specific here because this is pretty fuzzy right now in my head okay so if if let's just take working out for a second okay going and mm-hmm. and exercising everybody should do it so we all know that's all on our page no, mm-hmm. on our page to do okay so if you are going to exercise do you do better by having a personal trainer or do you better by wait are we talking about me personally trainer? no just trying to understand outer and inner to get to get oh to understand outer and inner right so if 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 a personal trainer is going to be what you need to be an exercising person um you're outer and if you can do it on your own you're inner is that right oh gosh i don't know if i 
put it exactly in that direction. Well, I'm trying to get at something so crystal clear that even I can understand it. Because right now, this feels like astrology to me a little bit. Like, oh, an Aries is this, and then a Gemini is that. And then when you start looking at real people, they're all mixed up. And I haven't really know, talked to anybody who's are. mixed up, except for that Rebel Obliger thing. Well, you sound like you're pretty mixed up about who you are. Are you inner or outer or both or rebel and you're a little of this and not that? And really? You're all over the map. Yeah. It just I've said like several it times that I'm a rebel. Well, but yeah. With, except, but with that obliger rebel yeah. combo. And that's the only the only combo, by the way. Does that that really like blows your mind? Well, then I don't know why there wouldn't be other combos. Kind of a kind of an outer, but okay. a little bit of an inner. Well, let's talk about you then. <laughs> <laughs> in other words what yeah, are your feelings okay. about your own inner expectations if you decide inside your own head to do something and i'm talking about what do you call it a uh, uh you don't like goal you call it something promise. else a promise yeah um do you do it what do you think i am no no this is something each of us has to answer i'm not gonna say this is something yeah, but each of us has to say you know, about ourselves. It could be a little bit like values. You know, everybody says they have these values that are really good. But if you really want to know what person's values are, look at what they do. Not so what look they at what say you do. they do. Yeah. So you, you can so see what, what do you I think? do. What do you think? Why do you not want to answer for yourself? Well, I'm just curious because I might think this is, I, I just tried to explain with the values thing. If you ask me what my values are, I can say they're the A, B, C, D. But if you actually know what I do, that would be a much better indication. In other words, I might not really realize what my real values are. Yeah, she has a whole questionnaire in her book, by the way. So, yeah. you know. Because <laughs> I think I think personally that I'm just very inner motivated. I think I decide something and then I just go do it. Mm -hmm. And how about with outer expectations? Like, How do you respond? Like if I if I expect something of you, like yeah. don't eat sugar anymore. Not going to be that strong. Yeah, that's what I, I would say you're a questioner. Yeah. Yeah. And my wife is the same way. Oh, that's hard. She actually writes, I can't remember which book, probably The Four Tendencies. She writes about relationships between because obviously it makes a huge difference to harmony in marriage to oh, uh well in my marriage i mean melissa is so so we're very similar like and it's one of the reasons we're such good friends i think um we really understand each other really well but um oh yeah i can't convince her to do anything i mean basically right anything she doesn't really want to do so um, and I'm, I'm the same way. So it makes for, it makes for a really good couple pulling, pulling the wagon together as long as we're going the same direction. Mm -hmm. If we're not going the same direction, it, it can be, we, we haven't found anything in our lives where we're really not going the same direction. So that's been really good. But mm, yeah, I think we're unusual in the, in that it works for us. Mm-hmm. And it has, it has its tough moments. There's no question about it, you know? So what about you? So news? as, well, I'm a rebel, so I'm just difficult. And 
he, I think, is a questioner as well. So the hallmark of, the, of a questioner is they just need to make up their own mind. Right. So you can present them all the info and it's still not really going to convince until they go away and they decide yes or no to that. Now, thing. this is so interesting because I remember once years ago, uh, we wanted to work out sort of a family workout thing with the boys and who were still home then. And, um, and we would go down at like six thirty in the morning and we'd work out and we'd all work out. So they'd, everybody work out when I was on the road, we'd work out via zoom. So we'd still continue this thing. And um, after a while, Melissa just didn't want to do it. <laughs> it was just like, it didn't, it, she just didn't want to do it. It wasn't. And she so to her, that's not breaking a promise because she never actually made the promise right. inside her own expectations head. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and exactly. And so that she stopped. So, um, and that would be, I'd, probably the same way if i was dragging along with somebody else's idea it would eventually probably not work oh you would like forget about it within 24 mm. hours and then you'd be like <laughs> oh that thing that you said and that we agreed to that wasn't real <laughs> it wasn't a promise <laughs> you'd be like what we were just talking <laughs> yeah exactly um so yeah so as you... far as investing practice i think this stuff just helps me know how to set myself up. So you're asking for specifics. You know, do you need a personal trainer? Do you not need a personal trainer? Well, so for somebody... Here's, here's the problem I've got with this I, that I don't understand. It's not a problem. I just don't understand it. So we talked about me, for example, of having someone else try to impose an expectation on me. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to work. No. But let's say my inner expectation is, okay, I do want to work out. Mm -hmm. Then I could completely see getting a personal trainer to show up and yeah. knock on the door. And okay, then the question becomes, all right, um, what's going to get in the way of me actually working out? And it could be literally anything. Because your example was, this person knocks on the door. There's no way... The, I would right. die before I would not fulfill their expectation. Yes. Oh my God. I would be like, hey, that's sorry, what I was it. about to say is that I know <laughs> that you're not an upholder or an obliger who are the people who respond to outer expectations because I have seen you turn away people at the door who you still have to pay yes. and you don't care. No. You'll be like, here's money. Same. Have a great day. I'll pay your bill, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm not doing absolutely. it. I, yeah. I've, I, something else became more important at that moment. Exactly. And I am that. Yeah, 100%. Right. Okay. I think I understand that. So they can help, right? Like, I find having appointments with people very helpful. I know you find having appointments with people very oh helpful. God, but when push important. comes to shove, what do you do? Do you feel like you're breaking some law of nature by saying no? I just, no. I just did it yesterday. It's just so clear as a bell. <laughs> I was up meeting with a good friend and we were going through what I thought would take about an hour and a half of stuff and it just spilled over. And I had I had uh, an eye appointment, right? That took like three months to get with this doctor. Mm -hmm. 
And it was no question in my mind. I just called his office and said, oh, can't make it. But Let's dad, change. you need to go to your eye appointments. I know. And then they said, it's going to be a month before. And so I said, all right, I'm just going to go down there and sit in the waiting room okay. and hope I can get in. And I did. Oh, good. But I'm glad that's exactly right. You know, and the thing I was doing that took my attention was just fun. I was enjoying it. It took my <laughs> attention. And it was nothing for me to just push off this, this other appointment. Whereas I guess someone who's really outer expectation driven, they would never right. not make that appointment. No, you okay. would go to your appointment and you would say, this is really fun and we'll get back to it after the appointment. Um, so, and I think, th I think, let me, because you were like, oh, I want you to tell me what I am. I just, I, I think it's important to investigate yourself. And I, I was just thinking about Nuno and the reason I'm not, totally sure what he is is that I think from the outside I can see like what he does kind of and like how he responds to things but I don't know what's going on in the inside and sometimes the way you feel about things is different than the way you act or the way you respond so um yeah I think it's so important to he? make well I think I think he's either a questioner or maybe he's an upholder and okay, okay. i can see how you, if if you're clearly a questioner then being an upholder might be a possibility yeah um because i was just Weird. thinking when you were saying that the reason i'm so sure that i'm a rebel and not a full-on obliger is that like again same situation like two weeks ago or so um there was Nuno needed to talk to me about something that was like very important and very timely. And I had a physiotherapy appointment and I just was like, it's physiotherapy. Like whatever. I'll just, I'm just not going to go. Like I'll pay for it. And I just, it's fine. You know, like I didn't even give it a second thought yeah. because what we needed to do was more important. And I didn't even like tell him that I had an appointment that I wasn't going to go to. And then like, 10 minutes before the appointment, I realized, oh, I should probably call them and cancel and tell them that I'm not coming. So I said, okay, I need to call. And, and he goes, you're going to miss an appointment? What? Uh -huh. And I was like, clearly what we're doing is more important than that. And he was like, oh my goodness. Like he was just like shocked. So he might Whereas to me, it was nothing. Yeah. And because again, like it's the same thing, like importance are very helpful to me, but I don't feel like I've tortured anyone by not going and um and he he is different than that he definitely like pays pays more what do you call that he puts more stock in in those kinds of things and i know he cares a lot about making sure he obliges See, other people I, but I he also is somebody who when it comes to like really important stuff and I will tell you, as a wife, this is very frustrating. He has to decide for himself before he is all in. Yeah. So maybe he's an upholder, actually. So I think this is so valuable that we should dive in in the next podcast <laughs> on how this applies to all of us for 2023 in reaching out toward our financial promises, goals, expectations. Yes, we will finally get to it. By the end of January, maybe we will have some or I'm not. 
plenty of time. We'll have 11 months ahead so of us. So many months. To, to know how to set ourselves up for success. Because we teach a lot of people how to invest in our three-day class. And you do. Yeah, yeah, not me. I do. And man, it's just like, what? why is it some of them end up going through, you know, the, like the next two years of just full-on commitment and and work that they're doing and then get so good at this that they ch literally change their lives with regard to investing and become coaches of teaching other people how to do this as well why do some of those why do some people do that and other people after fully committing after making a promise in class about what they want to achieve over the next period of time blow it off and they're gone and yeah so, that promise thing doesn't do anything for me i have to say well it's clearly not going to do anything for people who are not well, that's what I want to talk about. Let's figure that out next time. I would okay. love to know how to I think you even said that to me at the beginning. You were like, make a promise to yourself. I did. I make like, a promise to yourself. And you're like, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas to me, if I promise myself, I will knock down walls to get that done. Right? I mean, that's to me, that's why the idea of promising is so powerful because it's powerful to me. It works Correct. for me. I didn't Correct. realize it wasn't powerful for everybody until now. <laughs> I thought, well, anybody who makes a promise, obviously that's so powerful. Yeah. Apparently not. And it's always baffled me that people make promises and don't follow through on them. It's just like, oh, don't care. It's just a word. Okay, let's figure out how to get ourselves set up for success in 2023. Okay, sounds Next good. Time. And until then, you guys. anybody following along, Go read Better Than Before and The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin because you will get a hell of a lot more out of those books than out of my synopses of those books. And They're so good. email your questions to... Oh, that's a good idea. Email your questions to questions at investedpodcast.com. Questions at investedpodcast.com. And um, that's a great idea. Would love yeah, some just, some questions just if you a, shoot us an email. That's that's so easy. Rather than us playing video of you guys talking, that's always sort of like just oh, like when we used to play the audio of questions. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's just do an email. So email questions. We will get to those much easier if they're on emails than any other way. And until next time, time to go play. See ya. Think about your tendency. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Bye. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to Invested. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more information or to listen to additional episodes, visit our website at investedpodcast.com and sign up for my virtual workshop right there. Spots are definitely limited for this event. I'm not kidding. They really are. They sell out very quickly. So everything discussed on this podcast, by the way, is either my opinion or it's Danielle's opinion. And it's really important, it's not to be taken as investing advice because I am not your financial advisor, nor have I considered your personal situation as your fiduciary. So remember that. You're on your own here. This podcast is for your entertainment and education only, and I really hope you enjoyed it. <laughs>